he holds it up against his chin and opens his mouth and hits the unlock and it unlocked every time i to this day i don't know if he's like was it hit the button and is playing a prank on me but he says it's truthful that's real from the mountains in the east to the caves in the west you're listening to the real wtn show i am a real american fight for the rights of every man i am a real american fight for what's right fight for your life like fresh cut grass dirt and love The quality, consistency, and the price. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 63 of The Real WTH Show. I am Tommy, and I'm joined here with uh, a guy that likes to play with wood, Wilson. <laughs> Wilson, how are you doing? And that will make you get the wood. Yeah. I didn't, have to, I didn't even have to play the clip. <laughs> you did it yourself. So you, you, were, uh, you just showed me some videos of you doing manly stuff. Yeah taking some some trees down nothing's more manly than that yeah That's you'll cool see though. i think other people will see it some yeah. point yeah did you wear like those little leather chaps uh no no i wore my my nice uh insulated pants hmm. yeah you should wear nothing but those leather chaps next time okay and then turn around and then do it for the gram do it for the gram I already have a pair, so this is this is gonna be easy. Well, I bought them for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was your your 18th birthday. So, <laughs> so what's new, man? How's it going? How's life out there in Corruptifornia? Oh, it's not bad here. I mean, things are starting to open up. So that's what I hear. It's good. We'll see. Yeah, of course, we just supposed to be a spring surge. <laughs> of course, like Florida. Yeah. Um. We, uh, just today, our governor says, and this, this made me happy. Like literally I mean, when they said restaurants are opening hundred percent, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, because I, you know, I'm, I, I like to go to restaurants, but restaurants here, you could easily go to at 25%. It's not like you're waiting like hours and hours, California, you know, you need every single table to be open or yeah. you're never going to get in. Yeah. But today he did say that he's, um, I think, uh, starting, I think beginning of april like april 1st or something like that not april 1st it was like april 8th i think so day before my birthday um live music can resume so oh I am, that's cool i'm pretty stoked about that uh high school and sports. california still doesn't let people at sporting events yeah so <laughs> have you speaking of that have you heard anything about opening day because that's in like eight days and like i haven't heard anything in california like what they're doing are they still doing the cardboard cutouts money yeah because i mean they they hardly made any money last year this year's supposed to be a full season so who knows are they doing the cardboard cutouts and stuff again this year probably did the st- did the stallion get one i don't know i'll have to ask him yeah I've heard he's actually either. he's actually down there uh training right now yeah he's swimming Could, in the bay i, I see pictures i said nope 
Yeah. Never. That's a whole lot of note for me. Hard, hard no. Now, now let me ask you that. Okay. First of all, congratulations to the stallion on his new promotion to a different area, a more beautiful area. Actually, his area was... Is it a promotion? It's it's no. a trans uh, a, transfer. Uh, yeah, transfer. That's what I meant. Um, now, I don't want to say more beautiful area because where he was before is beautiful. The area where you guys live is beautiful. I love that area, uh, yeah. but he's in a different beautiful area, and uh, very well, expensive beautiful area. Right, but why are they making him swim in the bay? Surf and rescue training, or something like that. Isn't that like Coast Guard? coast guard but who knows i mean they're on the bay right i don't know but you would know isn't that also state parks responsibility only if it's in a state park well don't i mean one if you're swimming if you're swimming in the bay good luck yeah um because uh <laughs> they full of sharks yeah great whites and it's cold where they breed yeah it's cold they're shrinkage <laughs> people <laughs> um but yeah, I saw pictures. At first, I was like thinking, "Oh, look at him! He's out there watching people swim." And then I realized, "Oh, no, that's him. That's him." Yeah, <laughs> just Get another, that. just another way for the stallion to prove that he's more of a man than I'll ever be. So, <laughs> cheers to you, sir. Same reason I don't hunt for bears. Yeah. Speaking of uh, wildlife, on my way to work this morning, actually, false. When I got in my work truck on my way out to my first store, I'm driving. I do this thing where I just can just rub my eye real, just, just for once I just rub my eye. And I'm like, what is that? Dude, there's a parking lot, maybe like a hundred feet to my right. This deer is like, you know what? I'm going to take off right in front of that truck right now. <laughs> and he, t- he goes. And so mind you, my truck is a, it's a, it's, it's a commercial vehicle air brakes. So it does not stop on a dime. And uh, I'm like, oh God! And so I, I'm like, not again, no. <laughs> so, so I, 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 I hit the brake, um, and I missed it. But he just runs off. I'm like, what a jerk, you know? I'm like, okay. I mean, yeah. one, not a whole lot would have happened. I wasn't going that fast. And then I'm driving, um, and it's dark. It's like three in the morning. I'm driving down the highway. I'm cooking, dude. I'm going to uh, 57 miles per hour. It's the fastest wow. my truck could go. And I see a little bunny run across the road, and I'm like dude just go you, dude you better just go just go i don't want to hit because i won't i won't even know if i hit it this dude just do, 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 like that stops middle of the road i'm like please jump out of the way and i saw him hop and i don't know if i hit him or not because he's so tiny but i'm like i don't probably think i hit him. I'm, I'm gonna say i didn't Thanks. probably probably in between the dual wheels in the back stuck in there still so so i should probably check that on my post travel inspection and make yeah, yeah. there's Bugs Bunny is stuck in my dually wheel. Yeah. <laughs> that happened so, to my dad with a cat in a Loomis truck. Oh, I think you told me that story before. <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is they actually tell you that in your training. They say, make sure, you know, because, you know, you'll get debris, animals. And then they also said protesters. Crowbar, you know. You get a crowbar? Mike oh, yeah. Martin, you- Mike Martin had a crowbar one time. Are you serious? Yeah, went into his tire, got stuck weird that's yeah that's dangerous right there because that thing can fling out and hit like it well loomis trucks didn't have air brakes so but i mean you can still break a brake line yeah um but uh dude we have a packed show today we got some stories coming for you from all over the world basically um yeah no distractions this time yeah thanks thin line no that was a fun surprise and and it i think it sounded pretty cool like having all that in the background and 
Yeah. Well, hopefully we can and it work out. So now I know that it works. So again, oh, yeah. do it again. your new soundboard. Yeah. Actually, actually talk to, uh, remember Kenny from talk to off. him. Yeah. Talk to him and Scott and possibly that other guy I told you from, uh, I think he's from tilted mash. All of us going to Kenny's house. Cause he's building an outdoor bar area in his backyard. Uh-huh. He wants Kenny wants to do it from there, but that'll have to wait till it's like warm out, you know? Yeah. That'd be but, a lot of uh, fun. And, and you know what? You know what would be cool about that show, dude, is you do that show and I'll, I mean, hopefully there's internet and you just run yeah. that show and I'll just, I'll just chime in whenever and you guys just take over. Yeah. Just yeah. let them know it's a family show <laughs> or, or it's going on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Along with the fun well, episode. American bs episode <laughs> oh by the way there will be an f-bomb drop today who's gonna say it number seven there will not be you. an f there will <laughs> not be an f-bomb there's gonna be a ph bomb <laughs> mm-hmm. that's right <laughs> remember when you, when you told that to me i was like this feels awkward it's like it's like when you hear it's like when you're I'm pretty church. sure that's how you say it though it is it is it's like when you're at church during christmas and they sing that song like with ox and ass i'm like ooh, they said ass and church and trouble <laughs> um we have some florida man stuff going on and then i have a question for you sir that it's a little of a serious question but that's all before we uh get to the the main topics but you know speaking of um drywall (laughs) the room the room's done but let's get to our world famous segment beers and cheers i got that one you get the next one (laughs) that was a good one i was just looking at my walls like i was like speaking of almost said memory cards or expired credit cards or (laughs) bills <laughs> I don't know. um but history is gonna be made right now that's all i know is because someone's dropping a something that sounds like a bomb so let's let's start with water today <laughs> <laughs> you're not ready for this are you uh i, I actually I, I probably have like 80 cans of sparkling water at my house now because we I, went to gro- grocery outlet which is one of the best places to get sparkling water for cheap it's like three dollars for a 15 pack and they have different ones too yeah so i think i got what i get from there i got tangerine Lacroix. oh that's Uh, a good one i got this one this aha mango and black tea it's one of the caffeinated ones so yeah i gotta try Um, that one and i think i got i got one other i can't remember though um Oh, I think I got mango bubbly. Maybe I had that. Oh, that's another caffeinated one, isn't it? Or maybe I got that today. I don't know. There's so many. And then I, we were we went to Home Depot, and then we went to get some pizza from Papa Murphy's, mm-hmm. and it was right next to Big Lots, which is the second best place to buy sparkling water for really cheap, and they have different flavors. So we have Big Lots here. Too. We we don't have Grocery Outlet, but we have Big Lots. I didn't know that the salt water's there. Oh yeah. Are they're in the back, at least where I go. They're okay. in the back. Um, but this one's pretty good. It's mango black tea. Um Esther Bunny uh <laughs> did not <laughs> she did not like this one. But uh I do. 
Well, I remember when I, I was at your house, I think it's one of the last times I was at your house when I was uh, doing all the, the, helping you with all the work and everything. Um, yeah. She gave me some of the, uh, the waters that she did not like, the San Pellegrinos. And one of them tastes, one of them tasted like Robitussin. It was horrible. Yeah. I'm like, but those things are so expensive. <laughs> like, why are they so expensive and they taste like garbage? I don't know. Fancy people mix alcohol with those. Oh, they do? Probably. Probably. I think so. So uh, that one you said is pretty good. Yeah. Good mango flavor. You can taste the tea in it. It's like a mango iced tea, but bubbly. Okay. So like that, out of 10? I'd give it a nine. Ooh, ooh okay. So yeah. it's clean, it's cold, and that's what I call high quality cool. Now, I'm just drinking my same one I've been drinking because they're only a dollar and they're like a liter. So I'm not even going to review it because I've already reviewed it. But I got to find that okay. one. Yeah, you do. It's AHA. Yeah. Such, we had this one brand out here. Uh, it, it, you know how in, in California you have like uh, Alhambra, Crystal Geyser, um, yeah. all those things. Uh, we have a company out here called uh, Deer Park. And they make regular water. Then they also made like their sparkling waters. And you can't find their sparkling waters anymore. When we first moved here, you could find them at like Kroger or uh, Food Line. I don't think they had them at Walmart. And we can't find them there. But there was one that Steph got. It was a, I want to say a pineapple one. And it was really good and really refreshing. And I think there might have been also a coconut one as well. I know for huh. a fact there's a coconut LaCroix that's really good. Yeah. Um, I think we actually have one of those out there. Yeah, I think it's a white can. That's yeah. racist. White and brown. So, in parts, the lettering. <laughs> yeah. So, hold on, hold on. Here we go. It's about go. to go down. <laughs> so, beer today. Uh, last night, I decided, because up at Cool Beer Works, which is where I got this beer, they are a Japanese-Hawaiian fusion restaurant as well with a rock vibe. You would actually probably really like it because they have, like, drums set up with like lights in them and stuff like that and like okay. different posters of bands and everything like that on the wall it's it's i think it says it on here you should take a picture oh, yeah. next time it says visit our brewery and experience the most unique fusion of hawaiian and japanese cuisine mixed with a rock and roll vibe i like that that's cool so you could probably actually go on their website and check it out cbwbeer.com um but this one is a hazy ipa and this one, I, I got like the, the, the art, the art on the label bumps it up there just cause it's cool. It's got a dragon on it and like a little Chinese house thing. You're procrastinating. You're procrastinating. And, uh, <laughs> this one is actually called fucking cool. P H O space K I N G. Yeah. K I N G cool. And uh, it's a hazy IPA. And let's see. It says brewed with a ton of killer <laughs> fucking hops <laughs> to, give, to give this hazy IPA amazing tropical fruit and pineapple notes. Speaking of pineapple. Um, brewed and can in the coolest fucking place on earth. <laughs> cool California. Wow, I forgot that it had so many in there. <laughs> 
this is the, none, none of those were f-bombs either people that, well, that was it's, all it's the it's the food uh of what is it Thailand? like noodles i think yeah like pho, which is something. p-h-o that's, that's how you yeah. pronounce it it's pho people come uh, on yeah um <laughs> uh, yeah but this is a hazy ipa let's crack this one open Ooh, ooh! can't drive later yeah jeez well, it's like there's that there's that uh, restaurant in auburn i think it's called uh oh what's it called the uh fucking good that's it yeah it's yeah. off of highway 49 yeah I've, I've had pho like a couple times it's not bad it's good yeah and then they those people also have a little food truck trailer thing called no fucking way <laughs> <laughs> It's going all over the place. Yeah, wow. wow this, this one's full. Someone's a potty mouth. So this one smells good. It smells like the old grass, dirt, and love. Okay. Um, it's got a good bitter taste to it. You can definitely taste the pineapple. And yesterday, with all the food I had, I tried. I tried this, and I was like, "Ooh!" Like it didn't taste good with with the food I had. Oh, it didn't pair but well. I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Maybe it's because of the food." And now trying it today without, I mean, all I had before was that mango stuff, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's, it's definitely good. Like I can, I can taste the pineapple, like it says in here. It's very, very fruity, very fruity, hazy IPA. I wonder if it's because it's, uh, you know, like the, the pineapple is, is cooked differently in the food and um, it's probably more of a, has a more sweet savory in the food and then that's just sweet. So it kind of throws it off a bit. I don't yeah. know. This this almost tastes like creamy. Almost mm. like a like a I don't know. Like it has some lactose almost, in it. I don't think it does, but it's just maybe it's the the yeast they use or something like that, but it's it gives it a nice creamy taste. Okay. So it's almost like a pineapple cream, at least to me. I don't okay. know if that's how they they wanted it to taste, but I like it. Okay. I'd probably give we'd probably push this one to a 4. I think not Those my re- favorite hazy, but it's, it's, it's good. Okay. Now that I'm drinking it without eating whatever I was eating last night, even though what I ate last night was good. what did we have? I had a pulled pork sandwich, which is really good. They put like a slaw on there and everything. Um, Esther bunny. She had, uh, <laughs> what's it called? Where, where you do the hamburger patty and the gravy and the eggs and the rice. I don't know, Lo- but keep talking. Loco Moco? Is that I don't what it's know, called? But it sounds amazing. Yeah. So the when I when I asked when I called and ordered it, um she said, Do you want the hamburger patty with that or spam? But it was for Esther Bunny and she wanted the hamburger patty. I would have got spam just because I love spam. You know, I've if I remember correctly, because like we know, I I do most of the edits on the shows. The last time I think we had Cool Beer Works was the Sam and Sarah episode. Yeah, because Sam and I went there. Yeah, and I remember uh, she was asking about something. Do they have the Spam something? Masubi. Yeah, what is that? It's like Spam Sushi. You know, okay. like, I think it's nigiri. Is that, is that what it's oh, called? Like, it's just eat. like the, the individual piece, yeah. not like a roll. Yeah. It's like an individual slice of Spam on top of some rice that has like soy sauce or something in it and then it's wrapped around the outside with seaweed now because i tried no 
Brandon, he, he, he's all about that, right? The spam and mm-hmm. stuff. And so I'm like, I'm back when I lived in California, I was like, I'm going to buy some spam. I'm going to try it. Cause I haven't had spam in a long time. I want to see if I like it. Dude, I hated it. No, but the thing oh. is, there are so many different kinds of spam now. Yeah, now there is. Yeah. There's like mesquite, hot and spicy, lemon pepper flavored. Um, so this is just normal spam that's like fried, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But it's maybe, good. I like it. Yeah. We don't have anything like that here. Um, I was just talking to Steph the other day. Um, we have a Dunkin' Donuts and a Starbucks, and we have a couple other like small mom and pop ones. But the Dunkin' Donuts and the Starbucks are always packed with cars. I'm talking in and out status. Like, so I'm like, man, if we put one Dutch Bros here. Oh, yeah. Like, kick off. because it would be the only one in the area and it would put the hurt everywhere else. You know, Dutch Bros, was, it was started up in Oregon, but the actual person who started it wasn't even away, Dutch. But he's oh. passed away. Phil. But they, they do, when, I forget his name, but they do like a fundraiser for some foundation and it's, it's, they put his name in there because that's what he, he passed away from, some type of cancer or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he just passed away though? Like recently? No, it's been a few years. Oh, okay. But. Because the one thing, because I was telling Steph, I said, one thing that I've noticed out here, is, this sounds, don't take this like I'm being judgmental by all means, but what I have noticed is West Virginians love their soda. Definitely. Pop. What do they call it out there? Soda? Uh, soda and pop. I've heard of people call it two to both things here. When um, I lived in Oregon, a lot of people called it pop. Yeah. I mean, some stores here have it listed up there as pop, but then some people say pop or, or just soda. It doesn't really matter. I mean, they call it both things. Like in Oklahoma, it's pop. Yeah. Um, but like they have their carts loaded with, with, with soda. I'm like, man, like that's a lot of soda. Then um, if I order like a, like a, if, if I go to Mickey D's, which is hardly ever, um, I'll get like just the regular iced tea. Cause they're only any size is like a dollar. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'll be like, I'll, I'll take a small um, iced tea just cause you know, I don't know. I could just get the big, but I don't like things going to waste. And then the small is literally like the large in California. Yeah. I'm like, it's freaking huge. Like, remember um, back in the day when you used to, like, be able to supersize? Mm-hmm. And then people went all crazy and said, oh, you can't have supersize. That's causing people to be fat and everything. So, right. like, okay, we'll get rid of the supersize. No, they didn't get rid of the supersize. They got rid of the small. Yeah. That's what happened. And then they made everything else yeah. bump down. Exactly. Um, but I was telling her, I'm like, man, because Dutch Bros is really good. And they market the things that Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts don't have, which are their own energy drinks. Oh, yeah, the Rebels. Yeah, which are fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I mean and I'm like, they and their do- teas now, like in uh, lemonades, they're doing lemonades now. Man, so good. And uh, I'm like, man, they make a killing out here. I'm like, I told her, I'm like, if I had money, I would just open one. And dude, I would just you do have, that for you a have to week. work there for yeah. a year. Something like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, it's, I was like, man, they should do that because they they need stuff like that here. But, um, not going to forget this time, but we do have a cheers today. Um, a couple, right? Um, I sent you two. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm actually going to go off the, with the uh, other one. I'm going to go with a different one. Um, that came across the, the thing here just recently. I think it was, earlier this week and it's local to you okay 
Um, so, uh, Auburn, California, um, there was two good Samaritans. They are unnamed. So, uh, unfortunately we can't really, you know, call them out, but two good Samaritans rescued an Auburn police officer from a burning vehicle Tuesday night after the officer crashed during a chase. Um, the police officer was trying to pull over a motorcyclist later identified as 29 year old Ryan Schlittenhart. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, of Meadow Vista, which was local to me. I lived uh, in Applegate, which was the next town up. And I used to work in Meadow Vista um, who hadn't stopped at a red light in the area of Lincoln way and electric street around eight 30 PM. Ooh, that's uh, a long chase. Yeah. Uh, if he got home. Um, I don't know Say where the wreck was. Uh, I think it does. Uh, Schlittenhart sped away from the officer prompting a chase. During the chase, the Auburn officer lost control of his car near Lincoln Way and Oak Street. And oh, crashed, so he didn't get that far. And crashed into a retaining wall. Um, and then um, the officer's patrol car became engulfed in flames and preliminary reports revealed the officer was unable to open his door to get out. Two nearby witnesses responded quickly to the situation and were able to pull the officer from the car as the flames continued to engulf the vehicle. Um, the officer who was injured in the crash was taken to a local hospital where he was treated and later released. And then the police chief said, I am extremely thankful of the quick actions taken by the two bystanders tonight. Their courage to put themselves in harm's way to save our police officer is beyond exemplary. Their actions without a doubt saved our police officer from being severely injured or worse. Yeah. And, uh, then the, the 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 guy actually uh oh no the, okay so so the the good samaritan is named so they updated the article uh he says it was just an instinct it was just something inside me i wanted to help him and his name is uh one of them his name is jacob estabrook um he says the way that the car was wrecked he was not okay um and he's a human being and i just wanted to make sure he was okay um and then CHP's air unit ultimately spotted the motorcyclist who had been trying to hide from the officers. And he was arrested on suspicion of uh, driving under the influence and evading an officer. And then um, the, poli the police are going to, they have not released the name of the officer who was hurt. But uh, so the only name we have right now is Jacob um, Estabrook is one of the good uh, Samaritans. So, and it's sad to say, like, I'm glad that didn't happen in Portland or somewhere like that because there could have been a totally different outcome right it would have been honestly in portland i picture it being like a scene from like um black hawk down probably yeah like trying to get that person get to that person to get them out yeah yeah there man we got i i don't know if i want to do these two or there's something else that's local that i should i kind of want to mention but maybe we should just do them all do them say forget it Let, let's uh since we started local let's keep going local um this last week south lake police department kudos to those guys they got into a shooting and then two day two days or maybe the next day might have been the next day i think the shooting was on friday of last week and then i think it was sunday they almost got into another shooting um, but the yeah. officer, so, uh, the first one, uh, it was a guy from orange Vale that was up there. Um, for some reason they, he was like trying to break into some rooms at some hotel or something like that. So they responded, they start to go up the stairs. The guy started shooting at him with an, with a assault rifle. 
Um, officers returned fire, ended up hitting him. That guy got taken to uh, the hospital. And then um, I forget what his name was. But he got taken to the hospital. And last I heard, he's still in the hospital. I think he got hit in the hand and it it messed his hand up. So he had to have some surgery. Um, but uh, no officers were hurt. And, um, I mean, they, they did their job and nobody else got hurt. So kudos to them. Then a couple days later, there was a guy that was either on something or just had some mental health issues or something, but, um, he had stabbed someone with a drywall knife. Um, and one officer responded, did not, he, he just got a call about, somebody acting weird or something like that that had a hammer and um did not get out over the air that he had just stabbed somebody which could have made this a totally different outcome um but when he arrived on scene he pulled up next to the guy the guy immediately takes the hammer and smashes it into the patrol car window so the officer took off a little bit got some distance in between them um he jumped out pulled his gun on the guy started telling him to get on the ground. The guy was going crazy saying something like, I know judo, I know judo and started coming towards him. And, um, I think at that point, if the officer had known that he had stabbed someone, like if he stabbed somebody, then he knows he's got a knife, you know, um, he probably would have shot him. Instead, he switched to his taser, pulled his taser out, hit the guy and it was effective, brought the guy down and he was able to take him into custody. So awesome. They've they've had some crazy calls up there in the last week. So and that's that's both South Lake Tahoe PD. Both, yep, both PD. Nice. Yeah. So that's a two good catches right there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, let's go a little bit. I actually don't know where these ones are from. Actually, I can I can tell you where this one is. This next one is, it's it's cool to see. Uh, this is a police department, I think. Yes, Camden Police Department in Arkansas. Um, has a 91-year-old police officer that is still patrolling, and he has no plans to retire. And, it, I mean, this guy, when you look at his picture, yeah, he looks old. Does not look 91. Does not look 91 at all. And his reason for still still working is, I love people. So, Do you have a name uh, for that guy? I, I don't. There's no, no comments on here at all. Like, I... I I don't see it. It's it's out of Camden Police Department, though. He probably has some. He's ninety one. He probably has some old name like Orville Jones. Probably something like, <laughs> something that. like that. Um, so that one was cool just to see, like, even even the in this day and age, because you know that dude's been through, like, depending on how long he's been a police officer, you know he's seen the whole gamut of policing back in the day till now, and it's completely different. And he's been able to adapt and right and still work um then this other one is from doesn't say who at least not on here if i listen to the video it probably says "Ooh, tallahassee i can see the badge behind him uh so tallahassee pd um this police officer uh saw a man in a mcdonald's parking lot and he was trying to shave and he was using a, a electric razor and this is a homeless man so the police officer gets out and the guy's like can you help me try and work this thing? Cause he, he doesn't really know how to work it. So the police officer is like, yeah. And the guy's sitting there trying to shave his, his face. 
And he tells a police officer, hey, this McDonald's right here told me if I, if I could clean up and shave my face and stuff, they'd give me a job. So the police officer says, you know what, is, this is going to take you forever because he could see him struggling and stuff. So the police officer actually takes the razor and starts shaving the guy's face for him. And uh, I'm pretty sure, I watched the video a couple of days ago, I'm pretty sure that the homeless man ended up getting the job at McDonald's. That's awesome. I've seen some similar videos of a police officer helping a, I, I want to say like a young, uh, maybe either young college student or senior year high school student, teach him how to tie a tie for a job interview. Um, tying oh, a tie. Oh yeah, I, re I remember that in the parking lot. Parking lot. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things, tying a tie is one of those things that, because I rarely have to tie a tie. Um, I go to YouTube every time. Every time. I, I can never remember <laughs> how to do it. And then, I have a video saved. <laughs> on my YouTube, just so I can remember how to tie a tie. How to tie the Windsor knot. Um, <laughs> yep. And then I know, Double like, Windsor. I know for the, I mean, everyone laughs at me. I mean, I've, in in the jail where I worked, when, when we wore our class A's or whatever, we had to wear a clip-on tie for obvious reasons because um, you don't want to get choked. Yeah. Um, but that was very rare where we had to wear that, um, which I think you still have my tie, by the way. Do I? Happy birthday. Oh, <laughs> I have I have a black one. That's the one. But oh, is it? I don't need okay. it. Um, but yeah, man, those are man. That was a. Uh, those were all good stories. Yeah, and it, and it all had to do with police. I don't I don't know if those two were recent because a lot of times I saw those on Instagram. A lot of times people repost stuff. I actually saw one that I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! I want to do the cheers on this." But then I looked into it more. It was from 2018, but okay. man, it was cool. It was about firefighters. Yeah. Well, um, well, believe it or not, your last one is going to segue me into a thing um, in a little bit. So, which is which is awesome. Speaking of doorknobs. <laughs> oh wait, we're not doing beers. And cheers. <laughs> no. That was it. Oh, yeah. here we go. So we're doing the cheers now. So, uh, Good Samaritan Jacob Estabrook, South Lake Tahoe PD. The 91-year-old police officer from Camden PD, which I think you said was in Arkansas. Arkansas, and, yep. And the officer who helped the homeless man shave in Tallahassee, uh, giving you the real WTH cheers. cheers. Cheers, guys. Boom. I wanted to get your take on something before we get into our, our good stuff. So another thing that came across, and I just wanted to, I don't know if you've seen this article, but uh, I could go both ways with this, and I'll explain why. So... Um, a bill moving through Kentucky's Senate would make it a crime to insult or taunt a police officer during a riot. Supporters say the bill targets people who unlawfully cross the line, but opponents call it a blatant attempt to crush protests and a violation of the First Amendment rights. Um, and then it could uh, add up to three months imprisonment um, for a person who accosts, insults, taunts, or challenges a law enforcement officer with offensive or derisive words or makes gestures or other physical contact that would have a direct tendency to provoke a violent response from the perspective of a, from the perspective of a reasonable and prudent person. Person convicted of this misdemeanor charge could also face a $250 fine and be disqualified from public assistance benefits for three months. Um, what do you think? So I think if it works like an enhancement, then that's good. I mean, I, I don't want it to be an excuse for officers to just go off and 
you know, start attacking protesters. That's not good. But if there's somebody who's there that's been taunting police and, or whoever's there, you know, just yelling at them and stuff like that and trying to incite things and everything. I mean, inciting a riot's still illegal, but if you're sitting there just taunting and taunting, you're trying to get that reaction out of someone just so you can get like a video or something like that. And then that person ends up doing something that is illegal, like striking someone or something like that. And they have to go in there and get him like, yeah, get him. And then you're able to add that enhancement or something on. I think that's a good idea. Right. Cause I think, I mean, there's, I mean, most of that stuff when somebody gets, gets arrested, like in California, assaulting someone isn't, isn't a, a violent crime anymore, you know? Yeah. Like depending on what it is, if, if you, it used to be like you spit on somebody, you know, but I mean, it's still a crime, but that person's probably going to get cited and released that day or the next day, you know? Right. There's no, there's no bail on that stuff. So. Um, but if you can get something where it's like, oh, he just hit somebody and then he, he was also taunting. So, I mean, you stack it onto there. Like those aren't the people that you want out in society. So I'm saying, right. I mean, the, the thing is, is like, there's times where, I mean, I've never been to a protest or, uh, challenged anything, but you know, we, we gotta, you know, just, you know, take the, the veil off for a second. I mean, the world we live in now, I mean, we're at odds with each other. Right. So. I'm just picturing myself being at the state Capitol in California last year, um, yelling at the state Capitol about uh, closing down uh, places of worship <clears throat> and, and just sitting there and, and yelling at the Capitol that's surrounded by CHP officers. Now I'm not yelling at the CHP officer. I'm yelling towards the CHP officer who's instructed to protect the Capitol. Now, mind you, there's hundreds, if not thousands of people out there yelling stuff. Now I'm not going to be like, <clears throat> taunting or challenging the law enforcement but there's a lot going on so i don't know how a police officer could actually under, hear what i said amongst a hundred if not thousands of other people i think this is more of those people right there on the lines like screaming in that officer space because okay. okay. you see videos of that all the time and okay. luckily yeah. most of the officers you see they just stand there and take it you know yeah and, and there it, that that messes with them though too so i mean that could if if there's a time where like somebody's just that's that messes with their head you know they they start to think different thoughts and it's like man this guy's just doing his job you know he's he's not the reason you're out here protesting right you know i mean most of the time yeah i mean i i could i could go both ways with it i mean i do think i mean honestly uh, if you're convicted of this, yeah, you should uh, be disqualified from public assistance for three months. There, it needs to hurt because, I mean, dude, I'm not going to lie. A lot of these people, you know, they don't contribute to society anyways. They're living off the yeah. system. So we got to hit them where it hurts, right? So when Papa Biden sent out this, uh, you know, this $1,400 per kid stimmy, and everyone's like, oh, yay, yes, 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 free money. It's not free, people. That's costing five thousand dollars for yeah. every fourteen hundred, and, and so, but people like this, like there's were, there's no way that we can get out of debt now. No, no, ever. It, it, there wasn't any way before. This is seals the deal. Yeah, and um, but like this right here, like you got to hit like so people that don't uh, earn a living. That that's why like when you're um, 
if you're a football player, they just, they don't like a professional football player. They don't say you're going to sit out this game. They're going to be like, no, you're going to be suspended for three games and you're going to lose $500,000. You guys like, Oh yeah. crap. I'll never do that again. That hurts. Yeah. So yeah, as, it's, I mean, it's a punishment. You gotta, you gotta make them not want to do it again. Right. Like and, the, you can protest. There's ways to do that without screaming and yelling and being a jerk to everyone or hitting someone or something like that. Right. But if they just get a slap on the wrist and they go to jail and then end up going to court and the charges get dropped or something, like where's the incentive to stop doing stuff like that? Right. You're just letting people run. Away. It's like telling your, I mean, it's like parenting a kid. Don't do that. Stop doing that. Don't do that. Stop doing that. If you do that again, you're going to get in trouble. If you do that again, you're going to get in trouble. Do that again, you're going to get in trouble. And then they're like, you're just, they're calling your bluff, you know? I mean, yeah. And I mean, especially like in, um, you know, Portland, which I think things have gone back to crap there. Um, But it's funny because they were complaining about the fence around the courthouse there. You can't put a fence around the courthouse. That's our courthouse. But they're okay with the fence around the white, around the state capitol. Yeah. It's just so funny. Oh, and you need National Guard there. You know, yeah. it's just so funny how when it affects them, there's there's a bigger issue and they need all the security that they possibly could use when it affects them. Now, I know we're not going to go too much on it right now, but um you know, they they <clears throat> they're starting to, you know, make these to where uh the laws are uh supposed to keep the law-abiding citizens in check and the criminals run free. And uh, ever since that shooting that happened in Boulder, uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. They just attack it. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we're going to get rid of all assault weapons. Now they're saying, like, like I think it was. And it's, uh, it's even bigger right now because I think I heard like 10 days prior to this, they were trying to pass a bill that bans assault weapons in Colorado. And it got shot down. Well, no pun intended. And it, yeah. And it got it got it didn't win. So. Right. They're trying to say, oh, look, if we would have had this bill in place, then this wouldn't have happened. Yes, it would have happened. Mm-hmm. It still would have happened. That that guy's a bad guy. Like, he, he would have got a gun somehow. And enacting that bill, if that bill would have passed, it probably wouldn't have started until next year. Right. So that guy still would have had the gun. You right. know, even if, even, I mean, th- their logic makes no sense. Like, these people that are bad find a way to get the guns. It doesn't matter if you take all the guns off the streets that you can or all the guns out of like law-abiding people's hands. There's still guns in the world. Right. Like England, you can't, you can't, or somewhere over there in Europe, you can't have guns over there, right? But people still find a way to get them. Right. I mean, you're going to get rid of all the guns throughout the entire world? No, you're not. <clears throat> well, yeah. And, you know, basically that's our form of protecting ourselves. Like my gun, I mean, I'm not going to confirm nor deny that it never leaves my house. Okay. But what I will say is, is I, I do have a, have a weapon to protect my house. Okay. But when you're sitting there and you're going to let all these people come into our, our country who are not vetted. Um, yeah. That gun is going to be going with me everywhere because I don't trust who you're allowing into this country because if you want to put up a fence around your home, um, like the state capital and have your little entourage, that's fine. Cause I can't afford that. But what I can't afford is the gun that I've already paid for with my hard earned money, by the way. Yeah. And I can protect myself and my family because you're failing to do it for me. 
So, um, but like with this right here, we do have the right to protest. And that's one of the most beautiful things about America. And I, I think that uh, I, I do agree with him. That I say it's a blatant attempt to crush protesters um, and, or protests and a violation of First Amendment rights. I don't think that's what they're talking about here uh, because you can protest. But when you're actively insulting a cop, you're in a way almost trying to incite a riot, which is a crime. Yeah. Because you're trying to get a, a reaction. And that is essentially what that is. So <clears throat> that'd be really interesting to see how that goes. And that's in Kentucky. So speaking of guns and all that stuff, I got a scenario for you. Well, here we go. So it's about 1.30, 1.45 in the morning, right? Um, say that your other half works late, doesn't get home till like about that time, right? You're laying in bed. You hear the front door open. Dogs start barking or whatever you have there. Your cat starts meowing, you know, it, like normal when, <laughs> when, you're, meow. <laughs> when, you're, when your other half comes home, right? Uh -huh. And then you hear the door close. And then you're laying there for a little bit. It's like five minutes or so go by and you're like, where are they? You know, right? So you get up and you start walking through the house and you're like, they're not in here. Huh. So you go to open the door, the front door, the one that was open. You look out there and you see your other half driving up the driveway. What? What would you do? Okay, so just for story purposes, I'm asleep, okay? Yeah. My wife comes, she works late. She comes home. I hear the door open and shut, but I don't hear her throughout the house. Yeah. And I'm like, normally she comes right, right in here and like yeah. says, hey, honey, I'm home. And so I get out there and there's nothing and I open the door and, and then she's coming up the driveway. Driving up the driveway, yeah. Um, one, well, there's two scenarios here, which might segue okay. into something a little bit later. Who knows? <laughs> um, one thing is uh, I would, one, um, grab Trixie, which is my, my, my firearm, um, and just make sure that, you know, there's no um, riffraff in the house. Um, and maybe call an exorcist. <laughs> so this is actually a real scenario that happened this last week at my house. Oh, this is weird. So I came home and I was, it was snowing, right? So um, I drove my wife's car because it has four wheel drive. I, I come, come up the driveway. I park the car. I get my bag out that I normally take to work and I walk around the side of the house to my car where it's parked and I put my bag in there because I'm going to drive it the next day. Right. And then I come in the back door and I walk in and Esther bunny says, Hey, did you open the front door a little bit ago? And I was like, Nope. And as I was walking past the garage, I looked in the window of the garage and I could see her open the door from the house into the garage with a flashlight and lay looking around. I was like, what the heck is she? Normally she's not up at two in the morning. Right. Right. When I get home. So when I came in, I was like, why? She goes, somebody just opened the door, the front door. And I was like, that was definitely not me. Cause I didn't even go near the front door. And then it closed. The dogs barked and then it closed. I was like, the dogs must've scared whoever it was away. So I immediately go to the bedroom. I get my gun. Yeah. Like you said, grab my gun. 
walk through the house. There's nobody in the house. I walk outside and that initial area before the vineyard, you know, Mm -hmm. at my house, I walk that entire area. With this my flashlight. Is, this, and my is giving me, this is giving me flashbacks right now. You and I clearing <laughs> that bank, <laughs> dude. <laughs> that, that, I know. And, and then, like, I have, I have, like, the carport, the little shed thing in there. Uh-huh. I have to look in. And as I'm going by that, I'm shining the light in the windows. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to see somebody's head pop up, you know? Oh, dude. Yeah. My heart so, will be racing. So, um, and then I have to go behind it because that's an that's a area where you could hide too. So I go behind it and I'm like shining the light out first and then I'm like pie in the corner. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so there's nobody there. I walk around and I walk the entire fence line. I'm looking, there's nobody. But when I pulled up and I opened the gate, the gate was unchained. She had not left the house the entire day. When I left in the morning, I had chained the gate. So somebody definitely went through the gate. So I walk, I do a full circle. I get back over to where the carport is, where my car is. And I hear somebody down at the neighbor's house, like down the hill. And somebody's just like either pounding on a screen door or like trying to open it. I can hear the goo, goo, goo. And I was like, I bet that's the person. But he got scared. Luckily, my dogs went crazy. They were in their crates, but they, they, they bark a lot, right? So they went crazy and I think it scared him. So that's why he took off and shut the door. And then ended up walking around and I just so happened to pull up right after this happened. And he probably took off where my, where my car is parked over in the corner and jumped the fence over there. Cause they're pretty low and went down to somebody else's house and tried to get in there. I'm speechless right now. <laughs> did they, did they catch this guy? No, no. Cause I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't call cause I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Like, yeah, it's two in the morning and, I've I've heard the neighbors down there like having barbecues and stuff and staying up late and I work the weekends so maybe that's what they were doing and they were just doing something down there but it did sound like it was a screen door or something like that somebody was pounding on or something so dude you got me worried right now um <laughs> Esther Bunny needs to I'm, I'm sure she's trained with a you know a firearm hopefully um and not just a flashlight <laughs> Um, but yeah, but now, now the dogs, they stay out at night. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, I don't know about the younger one, but the older one would definitely, I think, attack someone that he didn't know. So even though they're not trained in that, there, there was one time where my wife opened the door to the kid's room and he was sleeping in there and it scared him. He jumped up and he was going to eat her. Well, that's, that's a good dog right there. I mean, your dog's granted, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're lovable dogs, but they're, they're frightening um, because they're one, one's a Malinois and the other one's a German shepherd. Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they're basically look like police dogs and they're built like them. Um, but they're, they're nice. But I do know that when it's go time, it's go time because there was times when I was there and I think well, there was one time, I think I came down from the attic, which sounds like I was a creeper. Um, um, I came down from the attic boy. Um, I came down from the attic. I think it was the time that it was just me and Esther bunny and you were at work. I think and I was finishing the lights and I I was up there for a while and I think they forgot that I was there because they were in uh, the laundry room and I had to walk out because Esther bunny was outside doing something, I think. And in the room that you guys just redid 
And um, they, uh, I think I startled them and thank God they were in that cage because <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> It'd just be the uh, W show. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, keep your eyes open for that one. I, I, would, I mean, man, I would at least filed something and said, hey, this I, just at least that way if there was other instances of, or, or at least talk to your neighbor like, hey, was someone at your house the other night? Oh, I, I talked to the neighbor the next day because I had to go to work, but so did Esther Bunny. Mm-hmm. And um, so no one was home. She had me leave the dogs out for the whole day inside the house when nobody was home, which normally she's totally against that, but it was fine. They, they don't mess anything up. So they were out the whole day and then I called my neighbor and I was like, Hey, did, do you notice anything like any noises last night? And he goes, no. And I told him what happened. He goes, Oh, that's weird. I was like, yeah, so we're both gone all day. So he, and he, normally he's home. I was like, if you see anything weird, there should be no one here until like five o'clock tonight. Right. So if you if you see anything weird, don't like come up, but like call someone. Right. And he goes, oh yeah, no problem. Well, even even for me, like like you would ha- you'd unlock the gate for me, you know, and you know me, yeah. Because you 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 would. I still have the video on my camera on my dash cam because one of the last videos that I got of us <laughs> <laughs> of, of of me pulling up to your house and then you unlocking the gate for me. It was so romantic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, that that freaks me out. I mean, it's probably. I mean, it's probably just some druggy just trying to find a fix or something but you picked the wrong house boy like i mean i'm not out in the middle of nowhere but i'm out you know you are out there (laughs) so some someone must have been just walking down the street some crazy guy or something i don't think it was a targeted thing because i thought i heard him down at the neighbor's house you know so they were like oh can't get in this one let's go to the next one yeah it wasn't like somebody was like oh i thought this was my house there's no way that would have happened. No, I can't remember if you have it or not. Cause I've, I've, uh, if, I mean, cause I've only been there a few times cause you moved in there shortly before I left. But, uh, dude, I would put like motion lights on all four sides of your house. Oh, there's motion lights up okay. out front. Oh, and that was another thing. The carport has a motion line above it. And when I walked to take my bag up there, the light was on. Is that the direction that he, that you heard the noise coming from on the neighbor's yeah. house? yeah okay yeah dude (laughs) yeah man only if i was there dude it would have been like it's about to go down oh we would have searched the whole property oh we would have went down down through the vineyard to the bottom and then over to the right where i heard the noise from we would we would have um we both would have had our firearms we would have given um the little ones the bow and arrow um the the littlest one maybe a tennis racket um and then and then dude Esther Bunny likes to cook, so we give her like a knife and a spatula, dude. Frying pan, cast iron. Yeah, and then you have that pond back there, which is perfectly to hide a body. So I mean, is this recording? To feed the fishes? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Gosh, dang it, that dude, that you had me like intrigued the whole time. <laughs> I can't wait to edit this just to hear that story again, dude. Like, <laughs> that's frightening. That's like my big. What's like one of my fears? Like, I came home uh, yesterday. I have a storm door and then I have my, 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 my regular door. And sometimes when you go to shut the door, there's like a little bit of like a, um, like a suction vacuum. So it, you think you shut the door, but it didn't, it just shuts, but it didn't latch. So I came home the other day and this is like, like 10 30 in the morning. Cause I work so early 
and I usually get put my key in the door and I turn it, but I put my key in the door and the door open. I'm like, I have nothing to protect myself right now. <laughs> so I'm like, I just, I, I'm going to throw some dogs, dude. I got my fists up. I'm like, and then my wife was just like in the living room. I'm like, Oh, we're good. We're good. <laughs> but cause I'm, I'm, I'm not in the, I'm in a neighborhood you know, you're more yeah. rural than I am. Yeah. Um, but in the area I live, this is uh, the most spread out houses in this city that I'm in. Uh, Cause when you go further into downtown, they're, they're like, um, I guess you would say like, I'm trying to think of like a town in Northern California. That's a lot like it, maybe more like a, a rancho, but the houses are like super close to each other. Like the, you have like a chain link fence between the neighbors. So you, you just see every single house. Uh-huh. There's no real division. Um, but dang it, man, be careful, dude. No worries me. It's probably Newsome. <laughs> trying to find a place to live. <laughs> He's about ready to get ousted. Um, yeah. But with, uh, we talked earlier about, um, you know, the, the dude that, uh, ran from the cop in Auburn and nearly cost the cop his life. But uh, apparently, um, in Florida, um, cops were doing like a, uh, I guess like a, it was like a search warrant or it was a, um, let me pull it up real quick. Okay. So there was a call, um, to like a, a a resort in Panama City Beach, um, and so you know you could have two outcomes. You could run from the cops like this one guy did and nearly cost a cop his life, and then get caught for it, or you could do what this Florida man did. Um, a man died after authorities said he jumped from a Florida beach hotel balcony with a parachute that didn't deploy. Police, police responded to a call Sunday evening at Sunrise Beach Resort in Panama City Beach, according to the officers, that the man appeared to be in his 20s and jumped from the 14th floor. No word on if he was a local resident or out of state. Um, I think he's from Florida. Probably. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, um, but then, uh, what was it right here? Um, Same thing uh, with Florida. Um, Another strange death happened recently in the Sunshine State. But it was in the Keys. Deputies learned that someone died after they got stuck in a window at a resort. <laughs> what? I, I, dude, I, I, I don't. I got nothing. So, I mean, what if that person was actually trying to like break into your house and got stuck in a window and died? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You checked all the windows. Oh, wait, I did. Never yeah. Well, I can tell you one thing. It wasn't me that was at your house. Okay. Yeah, I was I was wondering. I was like, oh, that would have been a good surprise. <laughs> surprise! surprise. Boom. Boom! I'm like, yeah. Oh, Wilson, I love you. <laughs> You're like, you should have called first. I'm like, I did. You never check your messages. So we're gonna get into some good stuff here. So you you have a story for us, and I have a story. Did you want to go first or do you want me to go? I don't care. I can go. Okay, go for it. Okay, so this story hold, comes hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me for, first of all. Oh yeah, we need the yeah your your fancy intro. What did Wilson find on his property this week? We're more like treasure protectors, dude. I don't know if you found this on your property. I think that's a lie. Well, I mean, we could talk more about the cutting down trees. You could do that, and then <laughs> and then you could segue into your real story. That way, yeah. it, the 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 sound bite works. <laughs> yeah. So. Today, I cut down four trees, the end. Speaking of trees, uh, 
this story comes out of um, that so will it, make you get the wood. I know it's already been used, but I just got to do it again. <laughs> uh, so I think most people know about the Dead Sea Scrolls, which are ancient biblical texts found near in some cave near the Dead Sea. Um, but there's a new set now that people have found. Um, there's ancient fragments of biblical texts dating back almost 2,000 years and thought to have been hidden during the Jewish revolt against Rome. They were found in an Israeli desert. So I don't know if they're... That's why I don't know. Are they, are they in the same cave or are they just saying like Dead Sea Scrolls, this is what they're called now? Like the old biblical text they find? Yeah, I have no idea. Me I'm neither. Not, you know, I'm not too familiar with, with the Dead Sea Scrolls. Because um, I feel like if it comes from some Israeli desert, it's not by the Dead Sea. Because there's actual water there, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, some of these texts they found, and then they also found, um, it, they uncovered portions of the book of the 12 minor prophets, including Zechariah and Nahum. It was the first kind of discovery in 60 years. Also uncovered, and this is big, was a 6,000-year-old skeleton of a partially mummified child and a 10,500-year-old basket, um, which authorities say could be the oldest in the world. Really? That's, this, that's pretty old because you think about we're in, we're in uh, 2021, you know, but 10,000 years, that's like 8,000 BC. Yeah. Now, the, the basket, did it say what it was made out of? I can see it here. There's a there's a picture. I mean, it it just looks like it's a woven basket. I don't know if you can can I click on this? Man, they don't make them like can they I used to, in? do they? Here we go. <laughs> can you can you see that? Yeah. Okay. It almost looks like a clay pot. From no, from it's, my view. it's like it's woven. If you could see it, you could see like it looks like a reed. Oh, okay. I see it now. Um, but I mean, how could that survive for ten thousand years? Um, but among the recovered texts, which are all in Greek, is Nahum 1, 5 through, through 6. And this, this is where I'm wondering, like, how can people think that the Bible, like, isn't real? Right. After finding this, like, they've dated this at least 2,000 years ago. Um, and um, what they found is the verse that says the mountains quake because of him and the hills melt. The heavens or the earth heaves before him the world and all that dwell therein who can stand before his wrath who can resist his fury his anger pours out like fire and rocks are shattered because of him um authorities say the words differ slightly from other bible versions shedding a rare light on how biblical text changed over time from its earliest form so mm. i mean it's kind of cool to see this stuff and see like that like I, I haven't had the time to look up like what like the New Testament or something like that says in Nahum 1, 5 through 6, but I, I'm pretty sure it's different from that because they're, they're talking about it. But it's cool to see like the changes from, yeah. the, from then till now. Um, it says most of these scrolls are in the Israel Museum in Jerusalem, but both Jordan and the Palestinian Authority have disputed their ownership, of course. Um, Oh, these were found in the in the West Bank. 
This is which is part of the land that was seized by Israel in the 1967 war and would be part of the future Palestinian state. So that's why they're disputed for ownership, which is dumb. Like it, I don't think at that point anyone owns them, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm trying to look Uh, up a different Bible verse from the Nahum. Um, What version was that? This is the one that they found. Oh, Oh, so that's, Okay, so that's the e- easiest quote. There, that, yeah, that was translated from Greek. Oh, okay. So it's probably going to be... Um, yeah, it looks pretty standard across the way. I was just going to see if there was like a, a different version of it that would shed some light on that. Dude, these scroll fragments, they look like rocks. Um, other items that they found included a cache of coins bearing Jewish symbols. Uh, a harp and a date palm or some of the items or some of the depictions that were on the coin. Um, Arrowheads, spearheads, woven fabric, sandals, and lice combs, all thought to date from the end of the Bar Kokhba revolt, which was in 132 to 136 AD. That was when the Jews fought against Roman rule in Judea. You said Nahum 1, 5 through 6? Yeah. So... The Jewish Bible translation is the mountains quake before him and the hills dissolve. Uh, The earth collapses in his presence, the world and everyone living in it. Who can withstand his fury? Who can endure his fierce anger? His wrath is poured out like fire. The rocks broken in pieces before him. It's pretty similar, huh? It's similar, but it's different. Yeah. They all vary just slightly. Which, I mean even throughout all the translations to have it be somewhat similar. Like that's what I don't get. How can people say that this, the Bible isn't real, right? This is 10 or this is 2000 years ago. What these texts are from. And you have that today that you just read. And it, it, it almost says, I mean, it says basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. Words are just a little bit different, but I mean, it hasn't, it's not like telephone where you end up with something totally different, you know? Right. And uh, like one of my uh, bucket list things, I think it's on a lot of people's bucket list, especially go to Jerusalem. Yeah. Is, is, and do that walk, the, the Jesus walk. Cause that would be just so surreal to see. And I think they said they might've even found the cave that Jesus was buried in. And then uh, the mountain that he was crucified on, I th- I think they pinpoint that as well, but that's so surreal. And there's a correction on this article. Um, the cave was actually in Israel, not the West Bank. Okay. And the the cave where it was found, it's a pretty cool name. The Cave of Horrors. Oh, dude, that should be our new podcast name. <laughs> Which, yeah, it was first excavated in the 1960s. So they've just gone deeper into this cave. Well, dude, there's, what's it called where, uh, there's Lee Strobel, the author Lee Strobel wrote a a bunch of books, the case for the creator case for Christ case. And he basically is like, you know, doing like, uh, proving that these things through evidence and artifacts. And there's a place out here. I don't know exactly where it's at. It's on my side of the country over here, but it's, it looks like a giant Noah's Ark. And but it's a Bible museum, and dude, I just want to go there and just check it out. Uh, and then there's also 
there's people that like argue um, these things. I think it's called apologetics. I think your dad might know more about that, uh, where you like argue uh, biblical things through um, proof and basically just like with scripture and evident, like physical, tangible evidence, like what you're showing right there. Cause that's, that's really hard to, to pass up on. I mean, if it was a, if it was a criminal court case, be like, well, we have written proof and we have, you know, physical proof, you know, guilty of being true. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you see yeah. both things. That's, that's cool. I mean, and I imagine that once they found that thing, they're they're going to stay in that area and keep looking for things. I I'm hoping. Oh yeah. Because I think it'd be cool too to like go to like the uh, pyramids in Egypt, see all those things. Even I mean even Stonehenge. You know, just these weird earthly oddities. I don't want to play the clip, but like just weird things that like you only hear about, but we don't ever get to go over that side of the world. Which is funny because people on that side of the world are like, yep, I live here in Jerusalem. I work at the CVS down the street. Yeah, I wonder if it's like the uh, like the Grand Canyon here. Yeah, probably. Because like over here, I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys have like, you know, like like the Mothman thing here. They're like, yeah, it's whatever. And then, But yeah. they're like, like, oh, you've seen the Golden Gate? I'm like, yeah, many times. It's still cool, but I'm like, I don't freak out when I see it. But... I think that's what's cool about the world is every corner of the earth has this little mystery that not everyone has the availability to go search it out. I want to go to Petra. Now you mentioned that before. Please uh, explain to me what that is. You haven't seen it. Mm -mm. So it is a, basically a city that they uncovered out in the middle of the desert where they had engineered running water and basically a metropolis out in the middle of the desert. Um, and there's carvings in the walls. Like they built everything into the cliffs. They carved out stuff. They carved out rooms into these these cliffs and everything. You got to look up pictures of it because it's incredible. Is it still existing? Yes. I mean, and there's no people living there. It's just okay. a place to go. And you can see like they build actual buildings and stuff like that too. Uh, most of them are like broken because it's old super old um most of the buildings are like broken but like the stuff carved into the cliff face it's all still there okay is it in the middle east yeah okay well it's like um they said that noah's ark is supposed to be on uh mount sinai yeah uh and but you can't visit there people have tried you like the government will not let you visit and then if you look at Google Maps, there's a perfectly good little imprint of something huh. on the on the mountain right there. And it reminds me of that movie, uh, what's it called? 2012, where they had like they called it the Ark. And then it like was gonna crash oh, yeah, yeah. it was gonna crash into Mount Everest. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, if you think about it, you know, the floods raised, right? Yeah. And then so everything would go higher. I don't know how that would do with uh, I mean, like, I mean, obviously that was a movie, Mount Everest lack of oxygen you're still that high in the air so it's not like the oxygen gets easier to breathe um but then again god is crazy he does wonderful things so maybe it does maybe the water coming up pushes the oxygen up it could be i mean yeah. science dude I, I don't 
I, I'm not a scientist, but it's just things like that. But I, I, I see that I might do that as crazy to see like, like that could be Noah's Ark. And that's surreal to me. Like these, like these, like I said, tangible things that we could physically see. Yeah. Um, that's like me, like me coming out here, like, cause I still haven't gone like to New York or DC or anything, but as far as I know, those places don't actually exist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I believe they do, but I'm saying, cause I've never physically seen them. But once I go there, I'm like, like, like when I first saw Yosemite for the first time, and I always tell this story, Yosemite is beautiful. It's one of my favorite places in California to go to. And when you drop down into that valley and you see El Capitan on your left, half dome straight ahead of you, then you have um, Bridalville Falls on your right, Yosemite Falls on your left. Dude, you're like, tell me there's no God. Yeah. That, I mean, for reals, this does not happen on its own. And then... It's just like, I finally see this place in front of me that I only seen in Ansel Adam pictures at like, at like a dentist office. And and that's crazy to me. I I, I love that. And it's always better to see it in person. Like I put, I showed you those pictures of the place by my house. Um, the grand view. Um, Oh yeah. I I look, I I take the picture. I'm like, man, this doesn't do it any justice. Like it, it just looks like I'm like on a hill. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish someone could actually see this right here. Uh, man, that's, I'm excited to see what more comes out about that. And it actually makes me want to go back and read some books that you, you, uh, and I have read before, um, the harbinger. Yeah. Um, he's come out with quite a few more books. He came out with a harbinger too, I think. And another one that's called something else. Yeah. I mean, essentially as it's, I mean, not to throw it back to our sound clip, but like, national treasure it's like it's like these things really did happen and we're just trying to find proof that they did and and it's really hard because like it's across the world and like most countries just don't let like randos walk into their country and like start searching for like proof of um you know our god because they believe in other different gods so they want to disprove us as much as possible yeah and i think don't quote me on this but i think this is what i've heard Discovery Channel had a producer go out and try and produce a documentary trying to disprove the Bible. That producer ended up becoming a Christian. He was an atheist before, ended up becoming a Christian and believing in God before he finished the documentary because everything he went to, he ended up proving the Bible right. I want to say that was Lee Strobel. Was it? I think so. Cause I think he, um, don't quote me on that. I think I re- heard a interview with him where he said he, his, he was a college student and he went out and his job was to prove it wrong. And he just kept running in a roadblock and said, it's all coming back factual. I, I can't yeah. prove it wrong. Yeah. And then, so, the, so then he, uh, went, did, did the case for Christ trying to prove Christ wrong. And he came back, no, nothing. He's just like, no, this is legit. Then he went with a case of creator. So he's like, well, I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll prove God wrong because, you know, Jesus, you know, he could be just some, some real guy, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then he was like proven like God was real. And I, I think that might've been him, but it might be. Um, Cause he, he, he does, he did like some adult versions of the book. Not like, you know, like sex, the adult I'm talking like, <laughs> uh, like more adult level reading than he did one for like kids. So, so, you know, so I could read it. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, if if anything else comes about that, dude, uh, either you know you or I, if we find out about it, that'd be so cool. Like, you yeah. know, 
do a follow-up on that. I love that stuff. I love history. That's why I'm so stoked to be living where the civil war was fought. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I know I'd be going everywhere. Like when, when, when I go to Gettysburg, dude, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna tell my family, don't talk to me for at least like an hour. Like <laughs> I just need to walk around <laughs> like for reals. Yeah. Um, so cool, man. Thanks for bringing that story. So I'm going to definitely switch gears <laughs> for my, for my story. So <clears throat> you've heard, I mean, you're, you, you like some horror movies, um, but you don't, you don't like, I don't think you're like a fanatic about them like I am. Um, so there was a movie that came out a while back. Um, I'm not sure when, uh, starred James Brolin and Margot Kidder called the Amityville Horror. Yeah. Um, do you know anything about that story? Wait, who did it star? James Brolin and Margot Kidder. Isn't isn't his name Josh Brolin? That's his son, by the way. Josh Brolin is his son. Yeah. Oh, that guy must be old. Well, he's also dead. So oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, James Brolin was Josh Brolin's uh, dad. Okay. Yeah, and Margot Kidder, she was, uh, I believe, she was Lois Lane in Superman. Okay. Uh, so there's a movie called the Amityville horror that came out and, um, the movie's kind of, you know, hit and miss on what the actual story was, you know, they focused on the more paranormal part of the story, but basically, um, the, the, I guess the genesis of this story was on November 13th, 1974, Ronald DeFeo Jr. Shot and killed six members of his family at 112 um, ocean Avenue, a large Dutch colonial house, Situated in a suburban neighborhood in Amityville, which is um, it's on the south shore of Long Island, New York. Um, and he was convicted of second degree murder in November 1975. Now, that's that's the, the story that that's basically what uh, uh, started the whole thing. OK, and then in December 1975, um, which is funny because uh, he was convicted. Of, uh, so it's almost a little over a year later. Uh, George and Kathy Lutz and their three children moved into the house. After 28 days, the Lutzes fled the house, claiming to have been terrorized by paranormal phenomena while living there. Now, that's what the movies are based on. Okay. Is they're saying like uh, it was haunted and, and there was all this stuff going on. Um, and, and basically, uh, the, I mean, they were basically just in and out. So, I mean, first of all, would you ever buy a house if you knew a family got murdered in it if it was a i mean no pun intended if it was a killer deal a murder because i don't think they tell you if someone was murdered i think they just have to tell you that someone died in the house well i think it's made the news that a family was killed there i don't know maybe i knew someone when i lived back in sacramento um he was one of my dad's friends and he lived in um uh what was it i think it was orangeville um and he goes, uh, he was the murders t- there. Yeah. Handy. Um, and, and he basically said like, I guess like the former owners or the two owners before him, uh, got shot and killed right in the doorway with a shotgun. Someone came in and murdered him. And he goes, uh, that I mean, he goes, they cleaned up the blood, but you could actually still see some of the shotgun pellet, uh, holes. And I, I was like, Ugh, it gave me the chills. But I mean, I think if, if, if it was like, just like, a someone died in the house, I'd be like, yeah, people die, man. You know, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, maybe if it was like a husband and wife, like murder, suicide, whatever. But this was a family. Now, 
so, and, and, this, and, and we're going to, I'm going to dive a little deep here. So uh, the, the, the story and just bear with me because this part of it is kind of long. This, this sets up the, the murderer Ronald DeFeo's uh, actions and, and, and life. Okay. So it says around 6 30 PM on November 13th, 1974, 23 year old DeFeo entered Henry's bar in Amityville, Long Island, New York, uh, and declared, you got to help me. I think my mother and father are shot, which is funny off the bat. Cause I don't know why you just go to a bar. I'd call the cops. Phones were around then. Yeah. Uh, DeFeo and a small group of people went to 112 ocean Avenue, which was located near the bar and found that DeFeo's parents were dead inside the house. One of the group, DeFeo's friend, um, Joe Yeswit, made an emergency call to Suffolk County uh, Police Department, who searched the house and found six members of the family were dead in their beds. Um, the victims were Ronald Jr.'s parents um, and then his four siblings. Uh, um, so it would be uh, Ronald DeFeo Sr., Louis DeFeo, um, or Lois DeFeo, um, uh, and his four siblings, Don, Allison, Mark, and John Matthew. All the victims have been shot, and this is this is where it gets a little weird. All the victims were shot with a 35 caliber lever action Marlin 336C rifle around three o'clock in the morning on that day. The DeFeo parents had both been shot twice, while the children children had been killed with single shots. Physical evidence suggests that Louis DeFeo or Louis, Louise DeFeo and her daughter Allison were both awake at the time of their deaths. According to Suffolk County Police, the victims were all found lying face down in bed. I'll get to why I think that's weird in the first place. The DeFeo family had occupied the um, Ocean Avenue um, house since uh, purchasing it in 1965. The six victims were later buried at St. Charles Cemetery in Farmington. Um, Ronald DeFeo, also known as Butch, was the eldest son of the family and is a lone surviving member. He was taken to the local police station for his own protection after suggesting to the police at the scene of the crime that the killings had been carried out by a mob hitman, Louis Fellini. However, an interview at the station soon exposed serious inconsistencies in his version of events. The following day, he confessed to carrying out the killings himself and Fellini. And Fellini, the alleged hitman, had an alibi proving he was out of state at the time of the killing. DeFeo uh, told detectives, once I started, I just couldn't stop. It went so fast. He admitted that he had taken a bath and redressed and detailed where he had uh, discarded crucial evidence such as bloodstained clothes and the Marlin rifle and cartridges before going to work as usual. So that's basically the story. Now, things I got from that. I mean, this is, I'm just reading this from Wikipedia and I've listened to many um, interviews on this whole thing. So it's, it's all, uh, I know Wikipedia sometimes isn't like the, the know-all uh, area of truth, but this is all pretty found and factual and goes right with the story. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, the fact that they're all lying face down in their bed. I want to start with the fact that how would, out of six people, not one of them wake up after five gunshots? That's exactly where I was going with that. It sounds that makes weird. makes no sense. Right? That's weird to me. So now they, w- they did say that uh, the, who was it? The, uh, was it one of the, the wife and the daughter were awake? Um, his, um, his story has changed multiple times throughout his um, time in prison. He said that it was a hitman. He said that, you know, he, the voices told him to do it, which is essentially where the Amityville horror movie um, series yeah. comes from. 
Um, then he also said that his uh, sister did it. Um, and he, um, he, he showed up and then he killed her on accident trying to stop her. Um, so his stories have, have changed a lot, but thing is um, guns are loud mm-hmm. and I would definitely be awake. Now, if it was just the mom and the daughter, they were probably the first to go since they said that um, they were awake when they were shot. Um, they also said that at some point um, there was a gunpowder or uh, what was it? Um, unignited gunpowder residue on the, the daughter. Okay. And so they're like, yeah, it's cause she, she was shooting. They said unignited gunpowder goes through the barrel, not through where your hand is. So they, they call that uh, GSR gunshot residue. Yeah. So they said it, it is two different types of gunpowder. So the gunpowder she had on her was the stuff that didn't ignite, which meant she was on the receiving end of that barrel, not on the firing end. So he kept just trying to throw people under the bus the whole time. So I think what he did was he started with the, the, the eldest and worked their way down. Cause sometimes, you know, I, it might've even been a rainy night. So there could have been like thunder or lightning, but the thing is none of the neighbors heard any gunshots either. Huh? So that is, that is kind of weird. Um, now, and he was convicted um, of, of, of all that. Um, and he also, uh, what was it? Um, so, oh, then, so George and, and Kathleen Lutz, when, when they bought the house, they knew about all that. I think they got the house for $80,000. And if you've ever seen pictures of the house, it's a creepy looking house. Just, it it kind of has this, it's kind of rounded on top, had like some windows up there, made it look like eyes. It almost looked like a face. Well, They've since like, like uh, monster house. Oh, I, th- I think monster house may have been modeled after it. <laughs> so they, they actually, um, they've redone the house. So when you drive by, you're like, Oh, there's the house. Um, and they actually even changed the address, which is weird. Cause it was like one twelve ocean Avenue. They changed the four twelve. So just find four twelve, And there, there it is. <laughs> That's the house. Um, but, um, it says right here, um, the, the, the prosecution said uh, that uh, DeFeo was a user of heroin and LSD. So, um, Those are mind-control drugs. And he had an antisocial personality disorder um, and, he, and was aware of his actions at the time. So I think he could have been just on a bender and maybe thought he was hearing voices and then yeah. did that. Um, and with that you know, being the case, we go to George and Kathleen Lutz who bought the house for $80,000. And then there was like still furniture and stuff inside there. And they said, Hey, we'll even give you all the furniture for $400. And they're like, okay. That's when they said that they started, uh, uh, seeing, uh, like weird things, you know, um, uh, cloven hoof prints in the snow. Um, and then like, there was something about, um, so there was something about like a red room, uh, in a small closet. Um, and then there was also a, uh, what was it? A slime going down the the, uh, the stairs and whatever. And so they said that they left 28 days later. Um, and then, you know, George and Kathleen Lutz, they, they basically um, put like a copyright claim on the title of Amityville Horror. And I think that that basically meant that they're going to get money and then they would like sell their story. So, I mean, what better way to like recoup your money than to say this stuff happened, right? And have it not actually happen just to tell your story to people. Well, um, later on you, you have, um, oh, there's also, uh, 
um, yeah, later on you had, um, have you seen The Conjuring? Yes, I think um, so. So you had Ed and Lorraine Warren, which is basically what The Conjuring is about. They, they, they get summoned to the house to um, see if there's any sort of, because um, they're demonologists. And then they went there to like see if there was some sort of uh, bad spirit or whatever. And they claimed that there was, there was a demon child with like glowing red eyes. Um, and I think they said there was a picture of it. Um, but they're, it, it, the whole thing, it, it doesn't make sense, okay? Um, because there was, you know, you have a guy who, who, who killed people and, and his story is constantly changing, right? So that's, just, for me, that's a sign yeah. of guilt right there as it is. And then he also has his, uh, his heroin and LSD problem going on. Like, and then apparently he, he like, he, he was like, he didn't like hate his father, but him and his father, like they, they were kind of like at ends with each other. And one of the first things he asked when he got to jail was like something about the life insurance. Like, how do I get the life insurance? Yeah. And if he's the only remaining member of the family, well, he doesn't have to split that with anybody. So um, the town of Amityville, they hate this story so much. They, uh, um, they, they basically want like the, uh, when people go there to like, try to like ask, talk about, they, they will not talk about it. Um, they won't even tell people where the house is. Uh, there's at times where the house has come up for sale and they've done like open houses for to sort of someone to buy the house. Well, you can just imagine like who, who would not just want to walk into that house, right? Just to take a look at it. Like, Oh, I want to take a look at it. You know, go inside there. Well, I guess they only let you like on the first floor. You can't go to the basement or the second story, which is where most of the stuff happened. Um, which brings me into my question with you. Um, how do you feel about that? Like say like if there was a murder house tour, would you do a tour of a murder house knowing that a murder happened there? Yeah. I think I would too. I, I feel like um, it, it's kind of like, you know, going like Alcatraz, like bad stuff happened there, but it's like, you know, it's not like that money. Like if you pay to go to it, it's not like that money is going to the criminal. It's probably going to the family or like the estate or whatever. Yeah. Um, plus it, it's pretty interesting. Um, but uh, like I said, the town hates it. They have made 21 movies based off of the Amityville horror wow. series. So, I mean, to me, I think that's the longest line of uh horror movies i mean some of the names are funny you have the original in 1979 this the amityville horror they remade that back in 2005 yeah. but you have amityville 2 the possession amityville 3d which was known as the demon then you have amityville 4 the evil escapes the amityville curse another one called it's about time a new generation amityville dollhouse um what other ones are here amityville playhouse uh amityville no escape amityville vanishing point amityville legacy terror prison they're capitalizing on this thing um yeah and so it, it's just it, it's weird and, and the reason why i get to this story is the the main reason why uh, is because uh ronald defeo the, the 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 murderer um he, he actually died um recently it was on uh, i believe it was on the 12th of this year yeah and a lot of people were saying that he was innocent now now the movies you would seem to think were based on this murder it's such a small part of the movie because basically uh the movie was based on the supposed hauntings um from the murder but they barely talk about the murder 
And then I know the, the remake had Ryan Reynolds in it, which was actually a, a good movie. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen the original, but um, yeah, it's a, it, it's just a, it's a really uh, weird um, story because it's the first one that I remember hearing when I was little of like, you know, someone going off and, and taking out their whole family and then uh, blaming it on other people. I mean, he claimed he had a wife and, and or, or something. I mean, his story just kept changing and, and drugs are bad people. Cause I'm clearly, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened here. Um, but uh, in, in my mind, the dude was not possessed. He was not, triggered to do anything he was you know under the influence and he murdered his family and you know the world's a better place without him um but i i also think you know when you have someone who buys a house knowing well well you know what what it was what happened in the past and you're capitalizing on it is also a pretty crappy thing to do too um yeah you know, cause I, I don't know a whole lot about the Lutzes. I know they, they, they both um, have passed away. Um, but, uh, and then Ed and Lorraine Warren, the, the demonologist, they passed away too. Um, but they said they've seen stuff, but people live in the house currently. I mean, there's someone that, that let live in the house. And ever since uh, the Lutzes sold the house, everyone that's lived in it from then on have said nothing's going on here. Like, so, I mean, hmm. If, if I mean, I don't know, you and I have talked a lot and I, we, we may differ on this. Like you and I wanted, before I left, I mean, this, we talked about this years ago, actually, we wanted to do like a, like a, um, what do they call them? Ghost hunters thing. I think we were going to do it with that one guy who worked at fishing game. Oh yeah. I remember and, that. And so my thing for you, and, and I, I always told you, I'm like, I'll do it. I'm, I'm a total skeptic. Like, I don't believe in that stuff. I don't believe that this right here happened. However, I do believe in spiritual warfare that there are angels and demons fighting for us around us. But I don't believe like this story, the way that he said it happened, you know, or what the legend said where it's possessed and all that. I, I mean, I believe possessions happen, but I don't believe it. This, this story happened. So I'm, I'm a skeptic on certain things. But there's, there's a lot that I do believe, like, like when it comes to spiritual warfare, I believe that. What was the address of that place? Uh, the original address was 112 Ocean Avenue. Now it's 412 Ocean Avenue? Yeah, 412 Ocean Avenue. 412? 412? Yeah, 412. I think they may even change the street name. They, the town has like really tried to discourage people from going to it. Um, and I believe, uh, let me see the Amityville horror house. Where's, um, where's it at? New Jersey. Uh, it's in Amityville, Long Island, New York. Oh, um, there's a picture of it right here from 2005. It still has the same shape, different windows. Um, and it said that, uh, so basically I think the house was originally sold to, um, the Lutz is for $80,000. And just to let you know how much this house has gone up just because of the notoriety it has, in May 2010, the house was placed on the market with an asking price of $1.15 million. 
And in August, 2010, the house was sold to a local resident for $950,000. Um, and it said uh, on August 21st, 2010, um, the departing owner held a moving sale at the house and hundreds of people turned up for the event. They were allowed to go inside the house, but not to visit the upstairs rooms or the basement. Because people like you and I would just want to go in there and not really want to buy. It's like test driving yeah. the car that you're not going to buy. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see here if it has a better thing on the address for you. It says, uh, um, Mass, Massapequa Park. Is that what it's called now? I don't know. I, I'm there. You can't even look at a, a like street view of it. I think it's a private area. Um, what's funny is, uh, what I'm looking right here, um, according to like George Lutz, they asked him about like the movie, like, I can't remember if it was about the 2005 remake. I don't know when he died exactly. Or if he was talking about the original movie and they go, how accurate is this to the story? And his response was, I lived on a lake and I had a dog. (laughs) So there's a lot that could have just been but I don't think he really ever truly told his story. Oh, so, uh, oh, here, this might help you out. Um, one twelve ocean Avenue, also known as high hopes was built in 1924 for John and Catherine Moynihan. So, uh, and it says that the quarter round windows were removed and the house looks today considerably different from his this depiction in the films. Um, I think there was uh, two houses that were used, I think. Because um, there's a house in Tom Rivers has used as a location for the first three films has also been modified for the same reason. Because I don't think the house that they actually filmed in was the actual house. Um, and then for the 2005 film version, the house was renamed 412 Ocean Avenue. And then the 2005 film remake says that the basement of the Lutz's home was built in 1692 but 112 Ocean Avenue was also known as High Hopes was built around 1924. So it was trying to, it was trying to portray look that at, the house was built in 1962. I got the street view, but look at what they did. They blurred it out. Yeah. What? They blurred out that. And then like three or four houses down, three houses down, they all blurred out too. See now what's funny is you could, you could do a Google search aerial view of area 51 <laughs> yeah let's so, see if i can get a satellite view i'm on a mi- i'm on a mission now i'm gonna i'm gonna find a picture of this place um oh actually that's that's a big house you can see the roof of it okay so it says right here um the remake of the emmyville horror was released uh, with a tagline catch them and kill them uh, referring to the claimed link between the house and ocean avenue and john ketchum whose name has been linked to witchcraft in salem uh, Massachusetts, uh, or Salem, Massachusetts, but remains a controversial and elusive figure. The version exaggerates the isolation of 112 Ocean Avenue by depicting it as a remote house similar to the Overlook Hotel in Stephen King's The Shining. In reality, 112 Ocean Avenue is a suburban house within 50 feet of other houses in the neighborhood, which makes me wonder why didn't they hear the gunshots? Yeah, like there's, I can see, like there's a house literally right across the street next to it it's like a driveway that goes in between them that's how close they are and it says the house used in the 2005 version of the film was in silver lake wisconsin while other location work was uh shot nearby antioch illinois 
but but I mean, the, weird. There's the LCSW like four houses away. LCSW, which is a licensed certified social worker, like a oh, not not a psychologist, but right social worker. One. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, if it's within fifty feet, I mean, I I like to know how long have those houses been there? Were they like, around then? Because you could hear gunshots. But in, in, in the 2005 movie, if I remember correctly, it was raining. But they don't actually show the murders. But you could see that house is right, like it's a driveway that it's right across from. And I know things change. Like people yeah. add stuff, people add additions to the houses. They, those new neighbors move in, they buy the plot next to them. But, but the they, quarter- blurred out, they blurred out that house next to it and the one down from that too. Makes me wonder if they're similar houses and people they just don't want people to know which one maybe it is um because i mean it's like when um you know joseph d'angelo the golden state killer uh got caught i drove by his house yeah uh, because i'm like i wanted to see exactly how close this scumbag lived to me and i'm like dude like 10 minutes away <laughs> i'm like i cannot believe this guy's been living like here i mean it also makes you like like going back to what you said earlier about the little thing that your house it it you, you, you just don't trust people, dude. And I have a, I have a, my guard is always up. It takes me a while for me to trust someone. And, you know, seeing these, like, like the houses where these things happen, it, it, it's, it, it's eerie and it puts a little bit more of like a surreal, um, you know, stamp on it. Um, I mean, either way, it's sad what happened because the true story is that the family got shot and killed by yeah. Ronald DeFeo. Um, now the other stuff is just all speculation, possible money grab, but, um, and he's dead now. So we don't have to worry about that. Um, but I, I kind of want to go like watch the, the original movie again. And like I said, it's been a very long time. I own it. You know, I think you said, I, I, I heard about it that Ronald DeFeo died and you know, me as being a horror fanatic. You sent me the text. I think he said like this right here. I'm like, yeah, I was already planning on, you know, doing it. Yeah. And then I then I just went down a rabbit hole. I've listened to like four or five podcasts on it, just to because you know when I'm driving at work I can't read or do any of that, so I just listen to different podcasts and I retain the information that's you know across the board that everyone says the same. That's probably the truth. You know, if one person says something that's like off the wall, my, that's probably their speculation. You know, editorialized to what they think. I'm not going to run with that. I'm going to run with like what's actually you know proven. Um, but the original thing was like the Amityville horror was, it was actually a book first then it became a movie and it was written by, uh, Jay Anson, um, which I'm curious how much the book differs from the movie. Cause you and I both know, cause you're a reader. I'm a reader. Uh, books are better. Yeah. A, a lot better for the most part. And we, you and you and I already said like one of our favorite books was, um, the circle. Yeah. And, by Ted Decker. And, uh, if they ever made that a movie, that would be probably one of the most expensive movies ever written. It's got to be like Star Wars budget. Yeah. And it's going to have that many movies to it too. Yeah. I mean, you have four, you know, but, and it's basically, you know, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is what it is, but told in a crazy story that I, I can't even explain it. Like, yeah. It was probably one of the better, I mean, Ted Decker, I, I got to read more of his stuff, but, but yeah, it's crazy how, uh, you know, we were talking about the Dead Sea Scrolls and all that stuff. And 
biblical. Then we went to the other side. We had a little bit of a, as your sister would say, we haven't posted that, uh, the episode oh, yet. Yeah. So no, no one's not going to know what I'm saying, but you can't have the, 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 the light without the dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So, I mean, it was, you know, we're, that was, those were two, uh, stories that, I mean, we were going to talk about them last week. Yeah. But I mean, I think, you know, we allowed us to do a little bit more research and I think we nailed it, dude. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, so yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably come back with that. Um, now have you started watching uh, justice league? I did. Did you watch the whole thing? Watch the whole thing. Okay. How am I going to find four hours to watch it? Four hours long. When I first heard I'm an hour in right now. Yeah, it's four parts. It's like four chapters, I think. And you know what's weird? Did you ever watch Train to Busan? Oh, yeah. Okay, so how long did it take before you got used to reading the, the subtitles? Well, here's the thing. I watch movies with subtitles on all the time, but I don't watch foreign films where I rely on them all the time. Uh, that one, 20 minutes? Okay, yeah. By like 10 minutes in, I got used to the 4-3 aspect ratio. Oh, okay. Now, because you told me about that. Yeah, it's weird, but it's, I think the weird part of it is that it's so clear in 4.3. Like, it's HD, you okay. know, in, in 4.3, and you expect those type of aspect ratios to be like old movies, right? But no, it's, it, I got used to it pretty quick. Yeah, everyone I talked to said that it's, it's a good movie, and I, it's essentially the same movie that came out a couple years ago, but it's all zach snyder's film his his yeah. stuff that he shot and i think he shot additional things as well uh, because i think you had um joss whedon and then zach snyder who were i think or, or zach snyder i think was actually filming it and then he had created differences with um some of the producers or whatever and it was something along the line of uh um, i want to do this and they're like no and he goes i want to make it more like you know, dark and, and violent, like the dark Knight series, which I'm all for. Yeah. I love yeah. those series. Those were my favorite Batmans. And yeah. they're like, no, we want to make it more like uh, Marvel. He's like, I don't want to do that. Then you get the pile of garbage that came out justice league, the Joss Whedon's one, which had, uh, it was just horrible. Like random. It, it was like Marvel stuff. I mean, I like Marvel stuff. Don't get me wrong, but it was like, you had random uh, comedy bits put in there. Um, you know, Henry Cavill's face as Superman looked weird because they had a CG his face because he was filming like Mission Impossible during that time and he had to have a mustache. And the Mission Impossible guy said, you can't shave your mustache. So they had to digitally take the mustache <laughs> off of him. I'm like, and it looked horrible. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited to watch this because, uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I love violent movies. I mean, John Wick, heck yeah. Um, and so with, with this new one, I heard it's just brutal. Um, and because I, I feel like Suicide Squad could have been so much better if they just went all in. Yeah, I felt like they made it too much. Like it to me at times it felt. So, I mean, I liked the movie, but it, it felt a lot like I'm watching a Tim Burton Batman movie. Yeah. Um. So, but we've been watching this show on Netflix called You. Have you heard seen that one? Is that the one with the little power button emblem? Mm, I don't know if it has a power button in him, but it, it's it's basically like this dude that like he's like a stalker. Oh, never mind. No, it, it's that's not the one. I'm it's pretty creepy. It's a uh, um, 
Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the one. You could be. I'm not sure. But yeah, we, we, we've been watching a little bit. I finally finished Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've, I, I forgot that I actually met the main actress in 4 and 5. Um, she was super nice. Uh, just I did not like those movies. Yeah. Um, my favorite ones is one, basically the ones with Heather Langenkamp. So one, three, and um, what's the one? Uh, Wes, Craven's, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Those are my favorite ones. Um, the other ones are ugh, just, no. You know a show I watch? And I, I binged the whole season, but there's a new one, new season coming out. Lock and Key. Okay. Is that one kind of like, um, it reminds me a little bit of like, um, goosebumps meets uh the house with clocks in its walls or whatever it's like uh, harry potter-esque a little bit this is more like big kid stuff because i think it's rated like tv 16 plus or something like that okay but um it's different like they move into this big house that's been in the family for years um it's called the key house but they're the lock family so that's why it's called lock and key and then the kids like for some reason it's all kids um anything that happens to adults they end up forgetting about like a couple minutes later like the mom got dragged into this mirror and it's a room full of mirrors and it's a place where you send people to die because they can't get out of it and they end up getting her out and she's all freaked out but then like while she's sitting there on the on the ground trying to like comprehend everything she ends up forgetting about what just happened to her sounds like every day for me but all the kids, they still, they, they know what's happening. So the kids are like tuned to hear like these weird voices that they can't quite make out the words, but it's actually the keys for the house talking to them. And each key does something different. Like there's, there's a key that has like a face on it. And that one you can like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's that one. You can, um, oh no, that one goes into the back of people's, anyone into the back of people's necks, you turn it and it opens up this thing in the actual world where you can actually climb into that person's mind. This is like so, a trip. Yeah. So like the, the girl, she ends up going into her own mind and she's very scared. She go in, she goes in, she finds her fear, which is an actual like being in her mind. She rips it out of her mind, takes it out of the door that she had to go through to get it. And like stabs it and leaves it. So she essentially now has no fear because it's not in her mind anymore. So this has like some mystical and horror elements, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah. And then um, the main the main thing is like the dad of the family was shot and killed by this kid. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but the kid comes into play later on. Um, there's a woman at the bottom of the well when they first get to the house that has been trapped there for some reason. Um, it, it's, it's just, it's different. And I like it. And the, not all the keys have to do with like people like they're the mirror. There's, there's a key that goes into a mirror. You turn on, you turn it and your reflection is like trying to get you to come and it like puts you into this trance to where you want to go through the mirror. And that's the one that leads you in to where you can't get out once you get in there. Like it's hard to, to find the actual way because there's so many mirrors. Um, what's another key? There, oh, there's one that goes into your, into your jaw. 
that, it, where you can it, change you can change it, your face. Does it unlock your car, Wilson? Maybe. So those of you guys that don't know, <laughs> Wilson, I, I still don't know if he's being truthful on this. A long time ago, he he had this uh Volkswagen uh golf, right? Was it a golf? Yeah. Um car. And it had, you know, it had, it had the, uh, uh, you know, wireless keyless entry and it wouldn't work. So he would unlock it and lock it. It wouldn't work. He goes, check this out. He holds it up against his chin and opens his mouth and hits the unlock and it unlocked every time. I, to this day, I don't know if he's like, was it hit the button and is playing a prank on me, but he says it's truthful. That's real. I don't know. You the use other, your head as like an extra antenna and you open your mouth so it projects it. Because the other day I, I did something. Uh, I have, I'm notorious for like getting out of the car and I have my keys in my hand and setting off my wife's car alarm because I'll, I'll push the button. And so the family will be inside the house all of a sudden. And then they just all look at the window. My daughter holds up the little loser head symbol at the window. I'm like, oh, because <laughs> it's. I'm in a quiet neighborhood. So, Hey, the Hartman guy set off the car alarm again. <laughs> and so, but the other day I did it to my own car cause I was getting on my wife's car and I was hitting the unlock button and everything to turn it off and it would not stop. I was like, dude, so I got in the car and I turned the key on and the key off and then that, that actually shut it off. And then Steph goes, why don't you just hold it up to your chin like Wilson and shut it See? off. And so I'm like, I'll probably try that next time. So, but yeah, man, good show. Yeah, that was fun. I don't even know what our time is, but. Oh, what time is it now? It's 5.15 now, so. All I know is I'm getting some, I made some potato soup last night and I am uh, getting summoned to go help finish it, which is not a problem for me whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I got to go eat some pizza, so. You ever like make something and you're like, nailed it knocked it out of the park yeah yeah because yeah. i I, I, I make i make some things that aren't so good and then last night i ate it and then my wife goes what do you think and i just smiled them all this is really good i'm not gonna lie <laughs> A little tear yeah, i was kind of mad today because i was gonna make i was gonna start in the morning at like seven in the morning and cook pork shoulder so we could have pulled pork tonight but we got a notice from pg and e saying that they were going to shut off our power from eight to twelve today so i was like ah can't use the the grill because it has to have electricity right Right. so i didn't do that yeah they never shut off our power yeah (laughs) that's glad to see that you guys don't have that um or that you have the same problem we have out here (laughs) yeah uh that's the only bad thing about having a grill like that is you rely solely on that power that's why we're getting solar oh you are okay some point yeah we're getting that yeah yeah we're, we're, I was wanting to put some money into this thing called Generac. It's basically, oh, yeah. you heard of that? House generator. Yeah. And it, and it runs into your gas line. So when your power goes out, it senses it and it, and since your, their gas lines automatically going through it, it's like constantly getting fueled through it. And that just powers your house until your electricity comes back on, but they're pretty expensive. But yeah. I'm thinking long-term, if I ever want to like resell the house, that's a pretty good thing to have on the house. Yeah. Their power only went out like a couple times during the storm and it was only out for like an hour at the most but our neighbor across the street he actually had a uh, the wiring the electrical wiring was so old it was like direct burial wire going to his house and during one of the last storms um 
I, I could say this because, you know, I'm, I'm an open book. I, I sleep with a CPAP. I have a hard time breathing at night. And so if the power goes out, uh, I start choking because I, my, my machine is plugged into that. So I'm relying on that when I'm sleeping. So all of a sudden, um, I, I, I'm like, <clears throat> I can't breathe. And it, it wakes me up like really, really bad. And I, I realized that the power went out. Then I'm like, okay, I'm good. But like, um, he, we go outside or look across the street and like the power company's there. And I'm like, I couldn't figure out like, why are they at his house? But they had to kill the power to the whole street to work on his house. I guess like the wiring or something, like it's so old that they uh, basically it deteriorated. So huh. for the past week we've had like, dude, like my, my little court that I live on, we've had like, like, like five trucks, like tractors. And they've, they've like ripped up a big old chunk of like, right in front of my house, like a big old like trench and dug up his whole yard and they ran all like conduit and brand new wiring to his house. And it didn't cost him a thing. Thank God that would be thousands of dollars to do. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that they got that hooked up, hooked back up for him. But he said he had a generator. So he said he just ran his generator during that time. But man, being a homeowner, man, <laughs> I know. sometimes it's easier to say, call down a leasing office. Hey, could you fix this and, and blame it on someone? Or they don't fix it right. Four trees down for me. Right. And like, if they don't fix it right, you could yell at them. But if I fix it, if I don't fix it right, who do I yell at? <laughs> but then we wouldn't have got a sweet video too. So yeah, that video sweet. You're like a mountain man, dude. <laughs> I can't wait to, I'm going to do that. I'm going to save that video and show you cutting down a tree. And I'm going to show a video of me like using like loppers and like trimming bushes. Be <laughs> 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 like, or I'm out there, you're out there like, you know, with a tractor, you know, making your pond bigger i'm like installing like a little fountain in my front yard <laughs> just hey i gotta put a fountain in my pond so that it keeps the water moving oh the aerator yeah you yeah. don't want any of that stagnant water yeah get some skeeters out there then i could start dumping some fish which i got some fish in here now um what do you mean you're pointing to something yeah fish tank yeah i didn't know you had a fish tank in there yeah it's a little one like a little beta or a little goldfish or what gold well they're actually feeder fish because they were like 25 cents each or mm -hmm. something like that. So we got like five of them. Two survived and they're good. So, but they grow big. So once they start getting bigger, I'm getting a bigger tank. Yeah. In there. Once they get too big for that, they're going in the pond. Yeah. So I'm going to just start catching goldfish all the time. And you know, I'm, I might make you proud a little bit. I was talking to someone the other day at one of my stores. I, I, I you know, I don't hunt at all, but. I might get my fishing license, dude, and just might go to because I have a lot of places I could go around here. Yeah. Just, just, and now that I have my smoker, like I know smoke trout. Oof. Yeah, and I don't know. I might do it. I just the more and more I get out in in this state and like, because I I went and hiked a trail the other day. Like the more and more I get out and do those things, the more and more I'm like, man, I actually like being out here, uh, being outside because sometimes it's easy to be lazy, right, and just stay home. But, yeah. um, and I haven't actually been down to the actual river yet. Like, like, like walk down to it. I've seen it from above and I've driven by it. So I think this weekend I'm going to drive down to some waterfalls and stuff and check it out. Um, Your old line in there. Yeah. Well, I got to get a pole and stuff first. Um, and then obviously the fishing license. I wanted to see if there's any way I could get my, um, uh, if I use my Indian car to get a fishing license out here, like a discount or if i'm exempt be kind of cool oh maybe i gotta figure that out i know that we don't get uh i don't have that 
medical out here anymore. So kind of a bummer, but so anyways, that's all I got today, man. Um, so wanted to wanted to thank MSR arms. Um, Oh, and speaking of which today is Ryan Owens birthday. Happy birthday. Mr. Mr. President. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's his birthday today. So what better way to give him birthday present than go to msrarms.com. Um, flood him with business, flood him with, yeah, just do that. Um, and then use WTH code or eh, take two. use offer code WTH five for 5% off your entire purchase. And like I said, on the last episode, he has some, a lot of cool stuff on there. If you're not into guns and stuff, but you just want to get like someone a novelty thing, he has some stuff on there as well, which is pretty cool. Like little, Cups, shirts, all that stuff. Mugs. Uh, Thin Line Brewing. Uh, always uh, good to have them on our side. Um, go to thinlinebrewing.com. Uh, get yourself some to-go beers there in town. Um, they're probably doing uh, trivia again this Saturday, right? Yeah, I think every Saturday. Every Saturday? Cool. Um, and they got some swag. Um, I think they said they're going to start getting more stuff back in. And pick up one of those new cans, man. Those things are cool looking. Um, nice cans yeah just nice cans you got there um i don't know why i always go to that voice like i'm a creeper i don't know why um but um it sounds like you're broadcasting from uh thin line brewing right now but like a like a kitty version of it <laughs> it's like toys r us there's only uh, one kid here too right now and who's she talking to um, uh, probably maybe your front door is open maybe you might oh, want to go check be, huh? yeah probably um, get out of here yeah all right uh, <laughs> so you can hear us on spotify apple podcast podbean amazon google play iHeartRadio, radio tune in and pandora uh, make sure you rate review and subscribe to any one of those um and i think um friend of the show um loyal listener katie smith said she listens to us on an app i think she has an android called the podcast app i've never heard of that one i was talking to her this weekend and she sent me a picture and she suggested some podcast to listen to and which i have and i'll talk about that in a future show but you can listen to us there too I've, I've never heard of it i don't have an android i huh. i she said uh apparently she hates apple because i told her what i have and she went boo yeah so she's right in line with you wilson um good. <laughs> uh and then you can find us on facebook instagram youtube and untapped uh where we have all of our beers um from the beginning stages till now reviewed till the fucking cool beer <laughs> i had to remember what it was called yeah yeah dude i'm telling you i mean your mom's mad at you right now <laughs> you have a potty mouth sir no i don't over <laughs> um, this time mouth yeah um so you can contact us at 916-259-3030 or you could text us there as well or email us at the real WTH show at gmail.com. Um, and just let us know, uh, you know, how, how are you doing through this whole thing? Hopefully the end of this quarantine is ending right now. And you know, how do you, ha- how do you hold up through it? You know, are you still having a hard time? You know, let us know. I want to know how the people are doing the masses. So that's all I got. Mang. That's it. So, ladies of the men, Jay. I'll talk to you then. I'll talk to you next time. Jobin. Stop it! Gosh, you're a little late on that one. Thanks forever, I swear. Yeah.